0: Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Home Roasting Pro Podcast. Roast coffee like a pro in your home. This is your host, Jonathan Gladys, and today I'm excited to bring you an interview with a fellow home roaster. His name is Aaron, and we're talking about the Be More 1600 with another green bean review. I think you'll love it. So I have with me today an interview with a a guy that I met on the good old Instagram. And so, um, uh, Aaron, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the listeners.
1: Hey, man. um, My name is Aaron, and uh, yeah, I've been roasting at home for about five years now. Um, It kind of it started kind of out of necessity, um, just being poor and had just gotten married, but still loving
0: right uh, third wave (laughs) coffee.
1: Yeah, so it kind of just came. It kind of came out of a necessity, and then. Um, it's just never really stopped. I had some points where I worked in coffee shops and then, um, I did have interest in kind of moving into, uh, roasting and, um, kind of the back end of the coffee industry. Um, and then that, that didn't work out. So, uh, it's it kind of really kept that as a passion and kind of a hobby. That's
0: cool. Yeah. I mean, same with me when it comes to getting roasting is, well, I, I was, I went to college in Missouri, Springfield. Um, and then when I moved back to, um, after I graduated, moved back to uh, West Virginia, which I always, I, I think I said one of my podcast, it's a black hole of culture. So, um, you know, trying to get coffee in West Virginia was uh, next to impossible. So yeah, it was a necessity for me as well. Um, so you, uh, we we we've been starting a series talking about uh, roasting with some of the most common home roasters that people use. And actually, I did a poll on one of those uh, Facebook groups. I did a poll on, you know, what roasters people use. And by far it was the B More and the Fresh Roast were the, the most two common uh, commonly used roasters. So last last episode I I did an episode on how I use my seven hundred, my fresh roast seven hundred, things I like, don't like. Um, so but even the bmor, the b more is number one. When I did that poll, the b more was clearly the most used um, home roaster uh, by the majority of people. So you use be more, tell us, um, tell us maybe just let's first start out. Like, what do you think pros and cons of the be more are? And then we can get into some other stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely say, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a bunch of experience using, um, a bunch of different roasters. I really went from the old school popcorn popper right into the Baymore. But, um, what I really like about it is, uh, how much, how much control you have over the roast. Um, so you can, you can change the drum speed. Um, you can change the temperature. Um, you can, there's really just a lot of variables that you can work with that you have control over. Um, and then also it, it has a pretty wide range from, um, the amount of coffee you can roast at a time. I mean, generally for the smaller roasters you get, you can definitely roast more than, um, a lot of the other roasters, the home roasters. So that was probably the biggest thing for me is I do. Quite a bit of roasting for friends and family um so it it can take a really long time if you're only doing a quarter pound at a time so i would say that's what i really like about it it is a little it can it can be a little frustrating it has these built-in safety features so sometimes um it'll have a 30 second countdown about three quarters the way through your roast and if you don't hit start it'll shut the machine off and start um And it'll start uh, the cooling process, so that can be pretty frustrating. Um, The cooling process takes about 15 minutes after the roast, unless you take it out and cool it yourself. So there are some things that can be kind of annoying with it, but overall, um, in terms of quality and consistency, I I love working with it. I've had it for about three years now and um, never really had any problems with it. Uh, I used to, when I had a patio, I used to roast outside, but I, you can roast inside and it gets a little smoky, but in terms of compared to like a popcorn popper, uh, it really does keep the mess with the chaff and the smoke pretty, I mean, we live in a pretty small apartment and it's totally fine.
0: Really? Interesting. Um, I wouldn't have figured that that's cause I've always, um, I've toyed with the idea of getting a B more, but I'm always, uh, I don't know. I was always afraid of how how much of the odor and, and smoke, you know, because I have that little fresh roast, and even on that, I try to I try to duct it out a window, so I'm not like I don't know, uh, maybe maybe I'm just like overly sensitive to coffee, you know. That apparently there's such thing as like coffee, um, like the smoke that coffee lets off. There's like an allergy. Have you heard of that?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Certain people apparently, um, I, I don't I don't I think I maybe have like a slight amount of it, but certain people like can't handle. um I don't know, like the, the, the odors and the smoke that's let off from green coffee. I don't know, it affects them and makes them, I don't know, break out or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the Be More, yeah. I think for the price, it can, I mean, by far, it can roast the most coffee for the price of anything yeah. on the market. I mean, like I said, my fresh roast, I love it. But, I mean, yeah, you're doing like... 120 grams 100 grams at a time and so it's fine if yeah. you're just roasting for yourself but if you're trying to roast for other people which I do sometimes too I try to roast for friends and stuff and it's just like you know two hours of my day is gone sitting there like batch after batch so um,
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: what do you think um, are, are you do you had did you struggle like how much of a learning curve was there
1: um there I would say for sure there's a couple things that can um, that you have to be aware of. One of them is the drum that they, that you roast in. The clamp on it to shut it is not, you have to be kind of, it can be, you just have to watch it. So sometimes a couple of the beans will fall out right where the roasting element is. And then you, and it'll really smoke those beans and get them um, really, really dark and it'll make it really smoky. So if some of the beans fall out or um, another thing is if you don't uh, vacuum out the chaff after every roast, Um, they'll hit the roasting element the heating element and then um, that'll cause a lot of smoke so my I originally I had bought it with uh, my cousin who just in general he he brews beer and we do a bunch of stuff Um, he's like a big foodie person so he was just interested in coffee just because he loves to make his own stuff and he wasn't as aware of how coffee is roasted or how it works and he But like one of the first times he roasted, he just wasn't cleaning it out and it started a little fire inside of it. So you do have to be yeah, it's I mean, it's safe and it's fine if you're paying attention. He just wasn't paying attention so much. Um so, you know, I can I I would say overall it's not too difficult to um to keep an eye on everything, but you you I'm a person that's pretty meticulous about that and and I'm kinda watching over the whole time. But yeah, yeah, it's we've had some uh, at the beginning, it did take a little bit of getting used to. It. And then at the beginning, I also, when I said that countdown, if you're not watching, it'll just start the cooling cycle mm. and the coffee isn't even close to being yeah. at first crack yet. So it does, if you're not watching, um, it will just, you know, end your roast for you. But overall it's fine. You want, I would say it takes five to 10 roasts and then you're, you're good for, you're good
0: yeah. to go. Do you, Um. I have a friend that uses to be more awesome. He, he, um, when he's done and he doesn't let the cooling phase do its thing he pulls it out and puts it in a colander do you do that
1: i haven't done that before because i'm roasting indoors but when i um earlier on i would do that i just haven't done it probably in the last year and a half i don't really uh i've seen i've done a bunch of research and a lot of people will say it'll over roast if you leave it in but i just kind of i just hit the cooling uh, you know you just have to be aware of at what point it starts to really cool the coffee off. I would say that if you have the space and you have the um, all the equipment to be able to cool it, if you have a fan and, a, and kind of a colander to use, that's a great option. But for us, I just don't have a an outdoor area where I can really do that right now. But, um, yeah, I've seen people do that. And um, people, there. I, I think that there's like... Um, the the area where you can customize your roast i think that there's some different options i have never upgraded or bought a new one but i've i've heard from people that there are different um there are different versions of it and you can order different elements to to kind of customize your roast
0: cool do you normally do like a half pound a full pound what do you what's your normal like batch size
1: I usually do a half pound unless I buy a really expensive coffee. Like there are some websites where you can get a geisha, yeah. Um, and then I get really nervous about it, and I go down to a quarter pound, and I just try and really have control over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed if you get if you do put in any more than a half pound, um, it is harder to get a consistent roast. So it, it says that you can roast a full pound, but I I always lean towards. Is kind of a sweet spot in terms of where you're going to get all the beans are consistently roasted at the same at the same level. Once it gets a little bit more, uh, it's just harder to get everything heated up consistently.
0: Does it? And I'm 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 assuming it probably takes a lot longer (laughs) to do like more than a half pound than a half pound. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then uh, something I forgot to mention at the beginning, but if you're starting out, what's cool about the Baymore is um, you can start out. uh, There's custom settings, so you can just press one pound roast or half pound roast and it'll basically do the whole thing for you. Or you can do a manual setting where you're controlling the temperature or you're controlling the speed of the drum. So um, that's cool too. If you're starting out, it looks intimidating when you get it compared to some of the other ones. But yeah. um, there's plenty of stuff online to read so you can learn, but you can also just press a button and go and yeah. it'll basically do the whole roast for you.
0: Yeah. So for you currently though, do you, do you like kind of do the whole manual Roast, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah,
1: I've always yeah, yeah. I, I'm a person that just you know loves to kind of have control over the whole yeah. roast process, and I like to be involved. But um, but there's definitely the option for someone that wants their own home roasted coffee and isn't um you know doesn't care so much about the process, but they just want to have fresh coffee at home. That would be, I think, a perfect option too. So even even though it's a little bit more expensive, the investment I would say and the time that you save is totally worth it.
0: So on a on a typical coffee, what time ta- what kind of time are you aiming for when it comes to like total roast time on your bmore
1: Um, so it'll it'll automatically pop up with I think it's at eighteen minutes, but then you can add time. And anytime I do a bigger batch, I usually add some time. But I would say it takes about twenty minutes total to do the roast. And then if you leave the cooling on, that's another twelve minutes. So wow. it is kind of a process that's but long if you're listening to if you're watching something or listening to a podcast with, with one ear one of your butt out it i don't know for me personally it's almost like a ritual i do it on sunday <laughs> night and as the weekend is winding down yeah so um yeah so it, it takes a little bit of time but um it's just kind of fun it's always and i'm a person that gets like smaller batches of a bunch of different coffees i don't usually get like 10 12 pounds of the same coffee yeah so there's always this excitement for me of, oh what is this going to taste like watching it change in the roaster and kind of seeing thing because each copy kind of it'll be different or it'll it'll start cracking at different times so yeah. for me it's it's always fun but it does take a bit of time
0: yeah 20 minutes that's a it's a pretty long roast <laughs> um right. i can't imagine i mean a pound would probably take you like a year <laughs> yeah uh, a right. full pound wow cool um so so you're saying pros is its price compared to you know how much be how you know the batch size it can do um, pretty easy learning curve. How do you think the coffee? Do you do you get good tasting coffee? Do you feel like you're you're producing a high quality coffee at the end?
1: Yeah, no, I would definitely say, um, in terms of being this, in terms of the again, like it went from the the most basic home roasting. I just had the regular popcorn popper, and then I went to the Baymore. But in terms of control over whether you're getting um, a lighter roast or a, or a dark roast, you really um, there's a lot of control you can see the coffee while you're roasting it you can really get the smells. you just kind of open up that front window and um i would say i really like how um how much control you have over the roast whether you're getting your like across the whole spectrum because i usually roast my coffee pretty light but anytime i'm roasting for family and friends typically they're used to a darker profile right. um so that was almost impossible to do when I had the popcorn popper and I would do for Christmas or whatever, it would be pretty difficult to get uh, a darker roast and have it be consistent. Um, but with, with the Baymore, for me, I really appreciate that there's, you know, you can have a lot of control over, uh, what kind of a roast you're coming out with.
0: Yeah. So there's a, a ton of different, um, kind of schools of thought. Do you like to, do you, do you end your roast based on time after first crack? Do you end your roast based on color? Do you end your roast based on, um, you know, smell, sight? What what do you what do you like to use to to kind of decide when you stop your roast?
1: I usually base it on uh, on the first crack when it's ha- basically when there's a few seconds between cracks when it starts to get on the. Um, I kind of let it sit in the first crack maybe longer than you would with a traditional roaster just because. Um the just because I want all of the beans to be at first crack. But at the beginning, as soon as the first crack would happen, I would go by time. And then what would end up happening is, is about a quarter of the beans that were in there didn't actually get to first crack, so it affects um the taste of the coffee. So I, I have noticed that me personally, I leave it in a little bit longer and I'm kind of waiting for a little bit of time in between um cracks. So like there'll be that point where it's it's really you can really tell it's first crack You hear a bunch of coffee, um, hear the noises. And then I kind of just wait for a few seconds in between, um, when it starts to get on the back end of that. And then that's usually when I cool. Um, but then it also depends on where the coffee is coming from and if it's a delicate profile or if it's, um, a little bit more of a complex profile, I usually like the delicate ones to be a a little bit lighter, even than, you know, I, I roast all my coffee life, but I, I do depend on where the coffee is coming from, or what the flavor profile is intended to
0: be. That sounds like a pretty different, pretty different process than like I do with my my fresh roast. Um, it seems like it's, it's you know I don't know the, the roast time is much longer, and the the way that you finish your roast seems a little different. Um, yeah, it seems like with I think maybe it's just because it's a smaller batch, um, you know, first crack is pretty uniform on a fresh roast. It you know it comes and you. You clearly know when first cracks starts, and um, and yeah, so it, it it does seem like it would. If I was to go get a B more, I think I definitely have a, a learning curve just because I'm used to, you know, what I'm doing now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but no, I mean this. Here's the thing: as long as you're producing coffee that you love, at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter how you get there or what you're yeah. using. Um,
1: I would say too. I did say um, my roasts are on the longer end. I also keep my temperature quite a bit lower because I want to avoid um, Roasting it darker, so there might be people that use the bay more that are listening to your podcast and they're like, "Whoa, that's way longer." I just kind of, I'm almost I have a ritual about the way that I go about things, so yeah. Um, my my time might be a little inaccurate. I just wanted to go back to that. That for me, it's like I just I want to really watch the different processes go through, and I never want to uh, have it get so heated in there that it kind of changes the roast profile. But um, when you hit it on, I think. Uh, when you hit the average one, um, and then you just let it run, that's for eighteen minutes and it, it never takes the full eighteen minutes. So mm. um so yeah, that might be a little bit more of my personal preference in the way that I roast. Sure. Uh, for anybody listening, if they're hearing that, yeah, that's a long time. That's more kind of my personal preference yeah. in how I roast. But uh yeah, I just wanted to go back to that. But yeah, there's so many different ways to roast coffee and uh you can't really count any of them out because yeah, really, you just need to heat it up and then uh, have it all consistently be the same temperature and coffee is going to roast.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the cup is what matters, not how you roast it, right? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: definitely.
0: Cool. So um, we'll transition now into our uh, our green bean review segment that we're going to start doing here. We did it uh, last last episode for the first time. So, And uh, some exciting news to go along with this is uh, this coffee we are about to review, uh, we are actually selling... Uh, through Home Roasting Pro. So, uh, if you are interested in this coffee after hearing this review, uh, I'll put the link to our, our online store we just launched in the uh, show notes, and you can uh, you can buy this coffee straight from us, which is kind of cool. So, the coffee we are reviewing today is a Guatemalan La Fisca micro lot. For me, this coffee is an easy to roast coffee. Um, it's, it's taste was kind of up my alley. I kind of like some of the more intricate, sweet, fruity coffees. Um, but sometimes like those natural yurgs can be a pain in the butt to roast well, and they're hard to get right. <laughs> but this one, mm-hmm. uh, has some of those, those, those fruiting, those fruity flavors, but, um, is not as funky and hard to roast. So, uh, I gave some of this coffee to Aaron. So give me your, like your expert analysis on this coffee. <laughs>
1: yeah no i think um i think that i would agree with you i call it behaving in the roaster when you get a coffee that just consistently roasts and you you get a nice clean profile out of it this one for sure was it was uh first try with a quarter pound with it ended up being great and then i roasted the rest of it um in a second batch but it was it was so easy to roast and almost right away after um Almost immediately, uh, I gave it a couple days to rest and it was really complex, really good. And, and I love, um, I think I've been towards African coffees, but I love like a Central American coffee that has the, the complexity and some of those fruity flavors of, a, of an African coffee. But that I love what I love about a good Central American coffee is when you get a nice, uh, the body is a little bit, there's a little bit more in the body. And so. Um, yeah, this one was great. I think you put some tasting notes on it, and it, it was really accurate. Um, I think fall is the best time to be drinking Central American coffee. It just seems to be seems to match with the weather change. And um, this was yeah, this is a, a one of the better bottomologies I've had in a while. So I really enjoyed it. Um, it was easy to roast. It tasted really good, and uh, there was a lot of complexity. In it. it did have those traditional uh, like a dark cocoa note to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah there was some fruitiness and something that i kind of was catching uh, as it was cooling was almost like a, almost like a bourbon flavor where there's some vanilla and then also some uh almost like a, some of that charred oak is uh, there's maybe in the roast i actually roasted it a little bit darker than i would go typically so i was getting a little bit of a roast um flavor profile on it, but i liked it it was really good and it um it didn't it didn't uh, take over some of those delicate fruity like mixed berry flavors, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. I mean it's exactly what I personally would want in a central American coffee,
0: yeah, I think it's a good example of some, of a uh, kind of a crowd pleaser it's it's one that mm-hmm. that myself as a as a self proclaimed coffee snob you know someone that likes the the specialty coffee it's it's a coffee that I love, but I think it's also a coffee that um just about anyone that likes coffee would love, you know, because um, yeah. it, it has some of those those higher and fruity notes for someone like me that likes that. But for people that just like the traditional coffee, it has some of those cocoa, like you said, bourbon, just kind of just kind of like typical coffee, you know, typical coffee flavors um, in it. Yeah. So uh, it's to me, it's, it's a people pleaser. You said uh, did you you said you were going to try to get a chance to try it on espresso.
1: I did, yeah. I actually, so another, this would be separate from a coffee roaster, but another, if you're a person that's kind of a coffee enthusiast and you, for me personally, we live in central Florida about an hour outside of the next city that's going to have some really nice 3rd wave coffee shops. It's actually about an hour away where I originally, um, when my wife and I got married, we were in the Chicago suburbs and then Milwaukee, which both have amazing coffee shops all over the city. Now we've moved to Florida, and we just don't have um, a ton of options around here. So I've been looking into a home espresso similar to a home roasting, where it's I didn't want to just drop, you know, six hundred, eight hundred dollars to a thousand dollars on a on a decent espresso machine, and what I um, ended up going with was the Flair espresso machine. Um, I don't know; it's a it's a manual where it basically has a lever on it, and you you uh, push down on it, the pressure, um, but it makes it takes. It's, it's quite a learning curve in terms of getting consistent espresso but once you once you kind of get dialed in and figure it out it really does make um, like shop quality espresso and it has you know it has good, good crema and uh really really nice flavor and so i just this morning just before we got on this call i did a guatemala and uh um, with my Flair espresso machine it was great um it it brought out quite a bit more of the um the berry flavor, some of those fruity notes, and um, it was it was a little bit less of uh, the roasty um, kind of toasted flavor, and it just brought out a ton of um, fruit. And uh, yeah, it was great. I wish I had a little bit more time to uh, brew it up a couple of different ways, but the yeah. first try on espresso was
0: amazing. What what was the name of the the espresso maker you're using?
1: It's called uh, it's called the Flair Espresso Machine. F L A I R. And um, yeah. they're actually just just for Christmas. Um, right now, they're releasing a new one. What What was the most difficult part? Is you you basically pull down. Um, there's like a lever, and you pull down on it, and that's what. And then it pushes the espresso through the um pushes the espresso through. And so, what was difficult about the machine was it's kind of it says don't apply more than forty pounds of pressure, um, but it's hard because you're just kind of gauging it with feel. But they are just releasing a new one. Um, for the Christmas season this year, and it, uh, it's it got a pressure gauge on it. So okay. um, I think it's the third version of the Flare, but um, it's an amazing machine. As far as the manual at-home machines, it's definitely, um, in my opinion, after doing a bunch of research, I would say that it's definitely your best bet in terms of getting great home espresso. And for me, I don't really use milk. I don't do lattes or um, cappuccinos very often. So for me, it was just wanting to get some good, decent espresso at home, mm-hmm. and so it was a really great option. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I got it a couple of months ago, but it would be for people that have enough interest to make their own coffee at home. It'd be worth looking into for your own espresso at home as well. I would, I would, I would guess that the people listening to your podcast like to kind of tinker around and figure out how to yeah. make their own. Um, you know, they they also probably brew you know, do pour overs at home and stuff. So if you're interested in an espresso machine, I'm completely blown away by uh, this machine. And it was kind of frustrating figuring out how it works. But um, now that I've got it kind of locked in, it's so much fun and it's so nice to be able to have kind of a shop level espresso at home that I can make. And then I kind of, any investment that I make in coffee, I kind of try and gauge it on how much am I going to save by doing it myself versus going to a shop. And uh, yeah, it's already paid for itself with the amount of espresso I've made for it uh, made with it. So I would recommend it to anybody that's looking for something at home kind of looking to get that shop level um, in your own home. And then you also kind of enjoy tinkering around and figuring out on your own.
0: So that wraps up our interview for today and hope you enjoyed it. So we mentioned a couple things in our episode. First of all, the Be more 1600 plus. Uh, it's kind of the industry standard for home roasting. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Also, in our green bean review, we talked about that Guatemalan micro lot coffee that we we're actually selling through Home Roasting Pro. So we'll put that link in the show notes. And then lastly, the espresso maker, he was just uh, mentioning uh, the flair. Uh, we'll put that a link to that in the show notes as well, so you can, you can check all those out. Hey, as we're wrapping up today, one thing you could do that would really, really help us uh, get the word out and get this podcast more more visibility. is if you could leave a review or rate and or rate this uh, this podcast. it's super, super simple. It would take you 30 seconds. Um, you can literally just tap um, tap the five stars if you go to our podcast and you can tap just tap five stars and um, there's a little there's a little button to write a review and, and even if you say, hey, you know stuff that you you learned, stuff that you you enjoyed from the podcast, that would be awesome for us to help us get the word out so if someone uh, someone's searching uh, like like I was you know even a couple months ago you know if someone like me was searching on podcast app trying to find uh, a podcast on home roasting that ours would pop up and it would be easy for them to find uh, so they can they can learn and grow with us. so make sure you do that and then also uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We will put out two episodes a month and uh, if, you, if you subscribe then uh, those episodes would automatically pop up in your podcasting app and you won't miss one of those episodes and also you can follow us on instagram at home roasting pro thank you so much for joining us this has been the home roasting pro podcast i can't wait to see you next time